Another edition of, of course, the Kendall Moore Show. I am so happy to be back in the saddle with you guys. Happy Friday, October 11th, 2019. We are halfway. We're midpoint uh, in the month already. Either I am getting older. I don't want to use the word older. I'm getting more mature. Or we are losing daylight savings time at an astronomical rate, and I want to blame that on the president. I'm going to blame that on President Trump. How about that? In any event, folks, I'm glad to be back here. Last week I was out. Uh, I was out visiting, uh, well, not visiting, but literally I was out in Los Angeles, California. Big shout to my colleagues on the West Coast. I want to send a big shout to uh, my good people, Miss Anita Castile, Brother Kenneth Bentley, Eugene Boykins, the Advocates Foundation, the AIDS Healthcare Foundation, Black, which is the Black Leadership AIDS uh, Crisis Coalition, uh, Kelly Dillon, uh, who else am I forgetting, uh, LaTanya Thurman. You know what? While I was out in L.A. last week, I had the opportunity to spend some time with legendary NBA basketball player Byron Scott from the Los Angeles Lakers. And uh, we were on a golf course, and Byron Scott, you know, I'm a f- ex-football player. Byron is a basketball player, coach, and all of this other stuff. And he and I, we were giving each other a hard time because I'm, I'm originally born and raised on the city's west side. And doing Byron's speech, Byron was trying to act like he was hard because he's originally from Inglewood, California. Like, Inglewood up to no good. Like, like he was uber hard. So, anyway, I won't, I'm just giving Byron uh, Scott a hard time right now. Just want to say big shout to the West Coast family. Leaving Los Angeles, I, and I, let me pause for a second because I had to stop back in Chicago very briefly and kiss the missus. Hello, Nicole Mary Moore. I love you. My wife puts up with me. With all of this traveling, Robin, I promise you, she does. I know she has to. <laughs> I mean, I, you know what, Nicole Bless Mary Moore, heart. And I literally just landed back in Chicago yesterday. 
and Robin, I have to tell you, mm-hmm. I, I have to kiss the ring every time you I try. You better. Yeah, I know. I, I, I have to do it. So I want to say, Nicole, thank you, babe. I really, really appreciate you. Listen, all of my friends out there who's listening right now, my phones and everything else will be shut off because for the next 72 hours, it's all about my queen. I heard that. Yes. Robin go ahead. Lewis, Recognize. How, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I missed you last week. I know. You too. Ah. You too. So, but I've been trying to keep up with what's going on here in the city of Chicago. Uh, you know, Matt, Kim doing their thing. Mays mm-hmm. had an amazing show. I heard about mm-hmm. uh, Ferguson and all of these, this report that was released. Oh, it's a mess. It's been uh, It's like, a hot mess. Stuff that should have been recognized or known back then so they could have been applied to prosecuting this this former police officer. Gotcha, he gotcha. wouldn't there's no way he would have only gotten the time that he got. The, the eight years or something like Basic, that. Six. Six or years. Seven. So he's like only going to do like three and a half he's, or yeah, something like that. Yeah, a minute. I, he's going to be in there a minute for shooting this kid 16 times and killing him. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Incredible. I, well, Robin, it's I'm glad that you guys report. are on the case here at yes, VON. We are. We Listen, are. I heard Lori was on just a little while ago. Lori and CTU VP Stacey Davis Gates uh, prior to leaving uh, the last contract negotiations. Uh huh. Um, both of them seem to be saying that um, they aren't putting things in writing. Uh, Don't make sense to me. Well, well, the CTU says that all the promises that CTU or that uh, that city says that they will do, they have money for and everything. Just put it in writing. Mm. Well, the city says they want CTU to put their counter offers in writing. Now, the confusion might come from. Because uh, I'm confused right Because now. the money is there. It's been said that the money is there to do these things. But uh, CTU seems to think that the city doesn't want to put the information in writing because they want the flexibility to be able to uh, go back on some of those offers, go back on some of that and, 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 and redirect some of that money, which has been done in the past. Sure. However... It, you know, it, it, things are in a critical stage right now, and the teachers aren't just in it for the money for them. They are in it for the children and the needs of the children, the social workers, the librarians, the nurses. Got We're it. talking about just basic health care. You know, somebody comes in with a scraped knee oh, or, or a hurt knee. There's no nurse there to help take care of it properly. And the counselors, to your point, the oh, psychosocial absolutely. aspect absolutely. That, that is attached to it. And 100. Our children certainly and absolutely need those counselors in there. But, you know, here's my point on that. You can't have, the, you can't have your cake and eat it, too. Now, we, we got, we have, there has to be some type of uh, median that they can meet on, and I'm really hopeful that they can do it to avert uh, this strike because uh, the, the, the clock is ticking. They seem to have uh, been able to um, uh, uh, negotiate on some issues, but on on the issues of just saying you're going to do this and, and the way you're going to go about it, okay, that sounds good, but we need a guarantee. Got it. Got we it. need it in writing. You know what? You, we always do. Absolutely. Men lie, and who women wouldn't lie. get a contract <laughs> that's, like that? That's exactly what I was about Absolutely. to say. Men lie, women lie. Mm-hmm. That contract does not. Robin, mm-hmm. thank you so very much. Have a tremendous Peace. weekend. Brother Jared, what it do? What's up, good brother? Welcome back. Hey, man, L.A., boy, let me tell you. Go to my Facebook page. Well, no, you can't because the stuff that I was involved in out there is illegal. No, oh. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But guess who I ran into out in L.A.? 
Who you want to add to? Uncle uh, George. Uh, George Daniel was out there. As soon as I land, I, I, I'm getting a text. Uh, Uncle George Daniels from George's Music Room is texting me. Like, I see that you're coming to L.A. We need to connect. Connect with this guy. Bananas. We can't talk about it. It's a 6 o'clock hour here at WVON. We'll talk about it offline. But nonetheless, man, uh, L.A. on and popping. Then ended up in Houston. If I ever move from Chicago, I'm moving to Texas. Somewhere in Texas. Everything is bigger in Texas. But it's, I'm glad to be back, man. You yourself, what's been going on with you since I've been going? You've been uh, behaving yourself? Man, I've been living my life, man. That thing good. I know I need to get on one of these planes with you, man. You seem like you're having a little bit too much fun. But it's been, it's been a blessing, man. Good week, man. I'm ready. Go ahead and get to this weekend. All right. There it is. And this is the Kendall Moore Show, getting you from your weekday to your weekend. This evening, I have a fantastic show in store for you. Brother Kevin Carr, former NBA player, current president of Pro to CEO, He's the first guest this evening. I'm very excited about this topic. It's about college players. We've talked about it, and we've been talking about it since September 10th and the legislation that was put forth out in California. Should college players get paid for their services? When we return, Kevin Carr's up. He's on deck. We take the calls, and we get into the show. Let's get it. Getting you from your work week to your weekend. It's Kendall Moore Radio for the Next Generation. Thank God it's Thank God it's Welcome back. It's the Kendall Moore Show. We stream live, www.von.com. Seniors, I want to make sure you guys are aware that Zing Health has a special pavilion designed just for you at this year's Family Care Expo. There'll be guest speaking on aging, Medicare, and how to prevent senior scams. And that's only just to name a few. Also, and I'm very excited about this for the seniors. They'll be exercising for fitness and fun. It's all about you, seniors, your life, and how you're living at a special seniors pavilion. And it is presented by Zing Health. WVON's Family Care Expo, Saturday, October 26th. We're going to be at the Croc Center, 1250 West 119th and Troop. Visit WVON.com for more details. Man, welcome back, folks. Of course, Kendall Moore Show, 
Joining me now live on the live line, a really good friend of mine, a brother that you guys are very uh, well aware of. Uh, He's played in, of course, the NBA and has done a ton of other things. Too much time to give his curriculum vitae because it would take the entire show. Um, But it's safe to say, brother Kevin Carr, uh, former NBA vice president of player development and social responsibility, also former NCAA Division I-A college administrator, and he is the current CEO of pro to ceo Brother Kevin Carr, how are you, sir? I'm great, and it is awesome to finally be on the show, man. I can't even believe it. i got to pinch myself. <laughs> but Brother Kevin, man, thank you for availing, for availing yourself, man. I am honored to have you here. Of course, the listeners here at WVON and on iHeartRadio, we welcome you humbly, uh, especially and particularly for this very, this topic is an Everglade topic. When we have the discussion, when we're, and we're having this discussion about the Fair Pay to Play Act, I know with your background and all of the involvement that you have with the NBA and college, you got a lot to contribute to this conversation. I do, and I really appreciate you for providing a platform because this is one of the more hot topics in all of sport. It's going to have impact on every amateur athlete who will go into college, probably within the next four years. So we've got to really take some time and really do this the right way, talk through it, and work out an equitable solution for all involved. So, personally, uh, what's your stance? I've, I've, I've heard everybody. I've heard LeBron. I've heard uh, Shaq. I've, you know, I've heard all of the above uh, from football players to soccer players. You specifically, Brother Kevin, what is your stance on the Fair Pay to Play Act? Well, I like it. I think it is, it's time has come. There are so many more things that are happening uh, with everyone in the area of sports in terms of the NCAA, the coaches, the institutions. I, I've, we've seen improvement in the student-athlete performance side, meaning all the extra coaches, all the nice equipment, amenities. We've seen some adjustment in the cost of attendance that allow them to have a little bit more spending, but the 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 outpacing of what everyone else has and what they have, uh, it really needs to be a little bit more of a level playing field. So the Fair Pay to Play Act is a start, and I think it's got a lot of people's attention. When we talk about it, and you say it, it's 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 a start, why is it now that so much attention is be, being given uh, to this specific uh, issue when sports has been in existence for well over 100 years. And, and particularly, you know, those, those athletes, those superb athletes, and some mediocre, have been benefited uh, by the universities and, and boosters. Well, let me say this. I've been involved in collegiate athletics for um, probably 10 or so years, and then Couple that with the 14 years with the NBA, I've seen everything from amateur and recruiting some of the best um, to go from high school to college and then from college to pro and then pro into retirement. This really makes me someone who's 
basically seen everything you can see in terms of the transition in and out. And now I believe because there's so much on the table, you're talking about football, NCAA football producing somewhere maybe close to over $60 billion. Um, and then you're talking about NCA contracts for TV in the, uh, in the trillions. And then you think about the athletes themselves in terms of their scholarships. It, it's, it's really changed because coaches can make in the millions of dollars. And, you know, for some of the student athletes, the scholarship is quite a honor to have, but also the opportunity for them to monetize around their own NIL, which is name image and likeness it's really um, that time now for us to seriously take a look at how much more we can benefit the student athlete and what they contribute to the game it it really seems that this is the point in history where we've got to look at it differently and see what can be done because i'm looking at the good at at this a lot of people are hearing and seeing some of the possible pitfalls and challenges with the NCA will have to work through. But I'm looking at the good at it. I'm not looking at this as going to be a, a major problem that we can't work out. Kevin Carr, ladies and gentlemen, he's with us. 312-374-8130. That's the number to connect. Woo-wee! Yeah, he said it. It's Kendall Moore, radio for the next generation. On the Talk of Chicago, 1690 WVON. Vision, dreams of passion. And all the while I think of you. A very strange reaction. The more I see, the more I do. Baby. Thirty-seven minutes after the hour. Welcome back, sixteen ninety AM WVON. All right, so the conversation it continues, of course, on the WVON live line. Good friend of mine, excellent individual, and when I tell you excellent individual, I've, I've, I've had the opportunity of uh, having great conversation and, and interactions with brother Kevin Carr, former NBA uh, vice president of player development and social uh, responsibility, and former NCA. Division One A college administrator, and he's the current CEO of Pro to CEO. I certainly want to ask him about Pro to CEO before we get uh, before we get done here this evening. But the conversation, folks, and please chime in three one two three seven four eight one three zero is the number to connect. Um, we are discussing the Fair Pay to Play Act, and the act, what it is, is to summarize it, it's a game changer in college sports. It makes it illegal. For right now, this is specifically in California, for California colleges to deny their student athletes opportunities to gain compensation for the use of their names, their images, and their likeness. Even being more concise, the act guarantees college athletes a right to profit from their identities. I remember when I was younger, and I I think I had like a, man, I forget, like a Nintendo 
I think it was that long ago. Like, it was a Nintendo, and, you, you know, the John Madden came out, and then came NCAA Sports, and they wouldn't put the college players' names on the back, but they had the numbers and the likeness of those. And college players, I've, and many of you who follow my show, you guys know that I have two college, uh, two kids who are formerly uh, college football players, the, the last being uh, Kendall, uh, who played over at uh, the University of Syracuse, and then he transferred over to the University of Texas. And absolutely, uh, we did not uh, receive one dime, one dime of them using his likeness on these games. So that is the conversation. Let me bring Brother Kevin uh, back to the uh, back to the stage. Brother Kevin, again, certainly appreciate uh, your presence and you, you know, giving us your take, and specifically from the seat in which you sit. Prior to us going to break, Kevin, uh, you know, you answered the question about, you know, the longevity and how long it's been going. I guess the next befitting question to ask you is the legislation. Uh, it's in California. Should it, you know, be nationwide or should it vary by state? And what are the pros and cons for both of those? Well, right now, Kendall, it's already off and running. There are almost uh, over 11 states that already are forming or have some type of um, bill out. Florida has two bills out, and New York has a bill out as well. We at ProCO, we've even been approached by two different senators about helping them strengthen what they do because of our background and experience working with student athletes to pro and retired. Um, what I will tell you is that the interest in the states is just only going to continue to grow because right now there are nearly a half a million student athletes in all 50 states that compete under the same rules. Wow. This, these bill, this bill would provide an opportunity for them to, at some point, take um, advantage uh, even more of them being a uh, student athlete in their name, image, and likeness. So this this has a major weight across the entire country. And for right now, we're seeing a lot of these states adopting pieces of the California um, legislation and going even further, particularly in New York, Senator Kevin Parker has incorporated the name, image, and likeness. But now, because of his interest, he, he wants them to be able to take advantage of an injured athlete fund. So we're seeing differentiation. He's also looking to want to require the colleges to take a 15% revenue earned from athletic business ticket sales and divide it amongst all the student-athletes, so men and women, regardless of you are a top-performing, revenue-generating oh, wow. sports, he'd like to see everybody benefit. That makes sense. And um, he's doing that because he believes that um, there's more opportunity there uh, for the colleges to share the wealth. So states are going to continue to add different dimensions to it, and it's just 
I believe, going to only uh, unify more and more to get involved because of the vast numbers of student-athletes are going to be impacted by this. You know, as you speak about that, it really it makes sense to me. And, I, and, and, and for the mothers who are out there and for the coaches, because there are a lot of folks who are, are listening across the nation right now, of course, we stream live at VON.com, as well as we're part of the iHeartRadio family. So there are a lot of folks who are engaged in tonight's topic. But it makes sense, and to the moms out there, because there are a lot of single moms, and their hopes are that their child will one day go to college free on a scholarship and become the next LeBron James, or go to college mm-hmm. and become the next Saquon Barkley. You know, you know the, the interesting thing, and I'm, I'm, I want to paint the picture for those who are listening, the opportunities as it relates to sports – particularly in the uh, low economic socio uh, stratosphere in the African-American community, that's where a lot of our hopes and dreams lie in order to make it out of poverty. And it's, it's unfortunate, but it's a reality for, for a lot of, you know, it's, it's, it's the reality for, for So for you moms out there, this is a great conversation, and I think we're really on the cusp of changing a, gener- a, a whole uh, 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 what is it, 100 years, whatever 100 years equals plus of, you know, money being sucked out of the student athletes and the persons, whether they are supreme athletes or not, and not receiving a dime if they, for for some godforsaken reason, don't make it to the pros, which they won't because the numbers are staggering with regards to uh, athletes, uh, college athletes turning pro. Let me pause right there. Brother Kevin, I'm sure you are very astute when I, when, when I talk about those type of statistics. What are we looking at? The, 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 the high school kid who gets uh, draft, get, comes out of school, goes to college, and then, uh, you know, the likelihood of them making it pro. What, what does that look like in reality? Uh, some of the most latest data is uh, NFL, uh, less than 2% of all student-athletes who playing football will get a chance um, to even try out and let alone make it. And from when they make it, it's on average around three and a half years in the NFL. The NBA may be a little bit longer as well as MLB. They're, they're averaging a little closer to five, five and a half or 5.7. Uh, so for all the 10 to 15 years of hard work and dedication, the ride isn't uh, long at all. That's why you hear the the old adage: the NFL stands for not for long, and um, the NBA um, is the same. You you have a window. You're on the clock the minute you get in. So the opportunity may not make it. Making to the NBA or NFL um, is, is a long shot. So the opportunity to maybe take advantage of your name and image and likeness at the collegiate level opens up a few more opportunities for those who are um, maybe on the fringe and there's some opportunity for them to take advantage of while they can because the stakes get higher and the seats or the jobs uh, become tougher and tougher to get. So this can, you know, maybe change someone's financial uh, outlook. If they don't make it, at least they've got uh, opportunity out of the collegiate experience to take advantage of their name and likeness and image and, and maybe transition into using this um, potential 
financial gain to a positive advantage. Like I said, I'm I'm not looking at it to cause problems for the NTA. I'm looking at it as an opportunity to help create more financial uh, wherewithal for those student athletes. Now, what I will say is because we're a transition firm at ProDCO, we're looking at it from how do we look to make sure this becomes uh, some guardrails for the student-athletes themselves, meaning if you do provide this, you've got to have some financial education here for the student-athletes, for the parents, uh, requirements for representations and seeking agents to make sure that everybody is above board and that if there are single moms up there looking for their son or daughter to provide um, some resource to that, that it is taken very seriously and there are some precautions and educations to make sure people don't use this like a lotto ticket and say, hey, we won, and then you always hear the story of people gaining, and then because they don't have the experience and background, they lose everything they gain. So we want to be careful and making sure there are safeguards and guardrails through this process to make sure it is one that really benefits and doesn't hurt or harm those who have the potential to benefit from this. 312-374-8130. We take the phone calls when we return. Brother Kevin Carr. Don't you dare touch that dial. It's Kendall Moore, radio for the next generation. On the Talk of Chicago, 1690 WVON. Two minutes after the hour, boy, time fly. Jared, I mean, look, I'm looking at the clock. I didn't know. Wow. All right, Brother Kevin, man, listen. <laughs> when I'm, look, I'm looking at the clock, my producer's like, dude, it's, it's 52 minutes after the hour. Kevin, I, one, I appreciate you being here. The second part of that is I want to get into Pro to CEO. Callers, please forgive me. I can't get to you guys right now. I need to get to, to Kevin. Um, we'll, I'll make it up on another segment for you guys. Kevin, I want to get to Pro to CEO. Uh, that is another uh, aspect of the work that you do. I would love to have you back to talk further about the new legislation that is coming out relative to the Fair Pay to Play Act. And then, you know, some of the stuff that you're working on on the back end, I don't want to spoil it or, or overreach at this point. But Pro to CEO, because it, it, it really it connects the dot and it, it has every much uh, part of what's going on with the Fair to Play uh, let the WVON listening audience know Proto-CEO and what that uh, business arm is all about. Sure. We're, we're a dedicated strategic uh, consulting firm. We have over 50 years of experience in helping people make successful transitions from sports uh, to business and industry, from executives who want to become more CEO-like in their leadership. We also help companies train and develop some of the emerging leaders into the CEO space. So we're big into 
a former athlete who has an interest in not becoming a businessman or woman, we're there. So we talk to them about what part of your next future do you really want to own and what new value do you need to create? So we change the narrative, Kendall, that there's an expectation sometimes in our society that former athletes won't do as well as they did in sport, and we want to blow that out of the water. We think the opportunity to monetize, optimize, and be an impact player in communities even more based on the profile that you now have. So we teach them how to use their access capital, their exposure capital, their influencer capital, and obviously their financial capital to own and operate the future on a whole nother level. So, man, we're, we're excited about what we do. We get to do that and teach it in forms to amateurs that are digestible to a younger audience of college student athletes who may be going into the pros and then that pro athlete to retired athlete who needs to be looking at how to now redesign and re purpose their now image in the business world. So we're great at that, and we'll continue to build out those uh, next futures for them and the different organizations and schools and companies and teams that we worked for in the past and in the present. You know, having both professional experience, as you have alluded to here, with college and professional athletes, what do you see as the biggest need for those persons that you just described when it comes to the universities and colleges and the athletes, the overall, the overall experiencing of transitions. They need to own their future more and they need to look ahead. You got to be dual minded. You can't just be blind in your space of, you know, dominating your sport. You got to dominate in the business aspect of what's going to be ahead. Cause we've all got to know that things have to change and transition and if they become more aware of what is possible for them, I mean, a great example is Kobe Bryant. He telecasted for all of us what his next moves were going yep. to be. Yep. And he did that in a way, and you see major success from uh, beverage brand uh, ownership to him becoming a storyteller and winning an Oscar. You can't ask for someone to have told you and showed you and then went out and put together an amazing leadership and uh, team as well as the hard work that we don't get to see um, isn't by mistake. He, he's getting it done because he knows that he needed a plan and he activated it and he's worked on it. Now, every athlete won't have Kobe profile, so don't, you know, so don't get all excited, everybody out there. But <laughs> right. what I will say is that everybody can create their own version of what their Kobe transition can look like based on where you are. You can reinvent yourself and be as equal, if not more successful, in the next space that you want to compete in. And that's what we try to train and teach and deliver with our clients to see them succeed. What advice, uh, other resources, um, and I'm going to get your website and how people can get in contact with you as we conclude. Mm-hmm. But what what, are, what what advice, resources can you provide for those high school athletes and help them, um, you know, as because you're in a position and they're listening right now. And some of them are, you know, doing the football thing because it's Friday night football here in mm-hmm. Chicago. But uh, just briefly, if you can uh, expound upon that. Yeah, so I, I would advise, you know, not um, to take um, – Anything for granted. Your experience as a student athlete prepares you as a leader 
and that same competitive edge that you have on the field, take that into the classroom and apply that and work also on what you do so well is the communication skills. Do not shy away from speaking and being in front of people and being able to articulate yourself in a manner that is impressionable because you never know who's listening. The difference between opportunity and talent is preparation. And talent isn't going to be enough. So with that, they have to prepare as though the next opportunity is right around the corner and they've got to be prepared for it. So your grades matter, your attitude matters, your communication skills, and your opportunity to tap into it. And don't be afraid of the unknown beyond sport is what they need to be pushing on every day. Up your curiosity, young student-athletes, about what's happening beyond the sport and use the same vigor in sport into that and you will have some level of success. Somebody will come and see that and say, I want a piece of that young man or woman on my team or at my school or on a job, et cetera. Brother Kevin, I certainly appreciate your time here. Former NBA VP of Player Development, Social Responsibility, also former NCAA Division I college administrator, current pro CEO of Pro to CEO. Kevin, real quick, uh, what's your website and how can they get in contact with you? It's all in the name, Pro to CEO, P-R-O, the, the number two dot com. We're there. They can also follow us on all social media at Pro to CEO. Um, and we'll, we'll be there and just follow us and keep up. I want to be back because there's so much to come on this uh, issue. Kendall, you can be a catalyst to help keep people informed. So let's get back together. Absolutely, and that's a promise from me to you. Thank you, sir, for your time. Enjoy your weekend. You too. Thank you for having me. You're listening to Kendall Moore, radio for the next generation, on the Talk of Chicago, 1690 AM, WVON. WVON.com. The WVON Family Care Expo is Saturday, October 26th. Of course, it's going to be held at the Croc Center, 1250 West 119th and Troop. Make sure you visit us at WVON.com for more information. There is a lot that is going to be going on at the Family Care Expo. 
Speaking of which, from life to health to home, renters, and cars, you can get all of your questions that you want answered about insurance at WVON's Family Care Expo. Make sure that you are there. Again, October 26th, it's at the Croc Center. There will be agents on hand from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. to give you individual attention. These free 15-minute consultations are courtesy of our friends at the Insurance Exchange. So make sure that you are there October 26th. In the meantime, let's turn the page. Uh, let's get into, first of all, let me say thank you to Brother Kevin Carr. Big shout to my girl also for checking in with me. I got the text message. Uh, Deanna, mad love to you. I appreciate you uh, checking out the show. Uh, I really appreciate that. And to all the people who are checking me out on Facebook Live as well as on Instagram, listen, my team is in the building. I just want to let you all know hey. Reese is in the building. Netta is in the building. Hey, hey listen, you already know when we get together it's a party. As they say on the West, how we say it on the West Side, it's a party. It's a party. With an ah, It's a party. <laughs> want to welcome the click. Uh, also, Brother Will. Will was in the building. Will, you know, has, he has become my suedo political co- contributor some type of way. Uh, who I like to banter with because Will Will know a lot of stuff. He he don't. I know some stuff. No, you know a lot of stuff, Will. <laughs> you you know a lot of stuff. I know some secrets, but I ain't gonna tell you. Come on, man. You know what? You told me a secret, and that person got indicted. Um, which is interesting. Which is why I asked you to come in tonight, and I'm certainly glad that you availed yourself, uh, ladies and gentlemen, brother Will. You guys know him. Will, put your microphone down so people can hear you. Hey. Hey, everybody, I'm WBON Lane. Yeah, yeah, ladies, and I know you're here. We're going to make sure y'all, y'all jump in where you guys feel feel comfortable with. Will and I, we're we about to talk a little politics. If you, you know, Sounds good. Take the shot where you feel the shot needs to be taken at that time. <laughs> Later on in tonight's program, uh, matter of fact, before we get, before you and I get started, Reese, I know, we're, we're, what are we celebrating? What What is today? Today is International Day of the Girl. Ain't that something? Yes, yes. Started in 2011. And so we, today we are celebrating girls all around the world who run the world. Girls. Yeah. Hey, yeah. hey now. Girls. Yeah. Damn, we going to get our days back, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long time. Y'all Never mind, we going to get our days. Y'all have a whole year. All the other days. Why you have all the other days? All year? <laughs> They're trying to take football. Listen, I'm talking to my <laughs> Man, I'm talking to my wife. She had already, she, so she gave me, she gave me my schedule, right? She was like, okay, Saturday, Kendall, you like to do college football. Absolutely, huh? I'm going to give you half of that. Which you, you pick the day or you pick the evening. Got it. Sunday is football. You can do that all day. Last week, she stunted on me. I had the kids and everything bothering me. Somebody was biting my leg. Another person was asking me to cook some food. Monday, of course, it's still football. It's still so I need football. Monday, too. Monday is off the table. Mm. So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, what I present to you here, mm-hmm. respect to you, uh-huh. women have all of these days. All we want is football. <laughs> Give us our football. Yeah. Give you your football. So we got, we don't have any days left, uh-huh. man. Come on. Now, you just sitting there like just shaking your head. Uh, yeah. Now, this is real. You know no, what? It's no. compromised. It is. It is compromised. It is. Three but days for like six, six months, I mean four months out of the year. As long as we still That's making sixty cents on your dollar, oh. uh, yeah. That's not true. Because we we we. I think we're gonna have our day. Let us have our day. 
I mean, right. so you heard what I said. He started laughing. As long as we're still at 60, per, 60 yes. cent on your dollar, I, we're going to get our day. Okay. First of all, let's clarify this. It's not my dollar because I'm a black man. That's right. Well, that's that too. That's okay. So that's, you that's have the to other man's that. dollar. Because okay. when it comes to their dollar, my dollar. It's still not a dollar. Not, no, I think I'm at like. 72. Yeah, I think you're like at 70 or 80. Yeah, yeah, yeah compared yeah, to, theirs. to theirs. Yeah. So let me do the math right now real quick. Hold on. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me do the math right now, see how much money I'm not making. All right. right. Anyway, uh, thanks, guys, for being here. Certainly no appreciate that. You just make the show uh, even that much better. I'm looking very forward to hearing uh, Netta, you, and, and Reese uh, as you continue to expand your brand. Wonderful. Damn, I'm rapping in there thing, huh? That's what happens, man. That's All right. Happens. All right. Well, so, so here's the thing. Uh, Lori Lightfoot, she was on This Evening with Matt and Kim. Big shout, Matt McGill, Kimberly going. I heard Lori. You know I like Lori, so yeah, I'm, 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 very, I'm very biased because uh, I rock with Lori. Like, uh, what's, your, what's your take? Uh, CP, uh, I think Scott Lori, I, you know what? I remember just eight years ago, uh, the former mayor uh, having a uh, uh, conversation with the former CTU president and okay. bad words being said, Karen. Yeah, yeah. And and that's all you heard. So it was that. Rahm and, and Karen. Why you didn't say Rahm Emanuel? Why you just didn't say it was no, Rahm and say Karen? I Rahm Emanuel. Rahm, Rahm and, and Karen. Why are you still scared uh, of that man? Will? I'm not scared of him. I'm just saying, <laughs> you know... Maybe Jay, get the pistol, man. Go on, you scared, <laughs> We're man. just trying not to just bring up old. That's old news now. So we have a new mayor now. It's a new day. Uh, I think um, I think they're being very cordial toward each other. I admire CTU with their stance because, I mean, Lori's a new mayor. She's the new mayor. And yet they're going in it with the same, you know, luster. Vigor. Yeah. Vigor. <laughs> as, as they that should. They always yell. And, uh, and, and Lori is presenting her case. And I think she's being ve- really, uh, I think she's being really nice, <laughs> to be honest with you, from what I hear. All right. Well, all right, we, we finished the conversation. 312-374-8130. That is the number to connect. I am so happy. Reese is in the building. Ned is in the building. And then I got this guy. All right, it's Kim DeMore Show. <laughs> He's the new kid on the block. He's got the weekends on lock. Kendall Moore, radio for the next generation. On the Talk of Chicago, 1690 WVON. Ooh-wee. Yeah, he said it. What? I thought you knew. Don't you dare touch that dial. It's Kendall Moore, radio for the next generation. On the Talk of Chicago, 1690 WVON. Welcome back, folks. 21 minutes after the hour. Miss Fonsway. Oh, God. Reese, I promise you, I'm going to get your name right one of these days. I'm going to figure. You know what? I think that's going to be a fun thing for it us. It is. I think so, too. Like I, you, I love it. <laughs> Even last the time last time I was on here, and Dwayne was like, 
he 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 thought it was so funny that you kept calling me Francois. He so he started teasing me. He was Francois. <laughs> I said, stop it. Are we gonna let Kendall? We gonna let Kendall stick to the Francois? <laughs> Francois. Okay, okay. Yeah. just Kendall. <laughs> they love that. Se- By the way, people love that segment. Um, oh, cool. With the with the CBD and yes. and, and, the, and the marijuana and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. We gotta yeah. get them back. Yeah. You know what? I was out in California uh, last week, which is why we didn't do the show. And uh, I was in my hotel room. You can literally order weed. In, the, mm-hmm. in your hotel room. Mm-hmm. You're in the hotel room, like, my favorite part is the bar. You know, you get the bar. <laughs> I probably should not have that in my room. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> sad note. Okay. But on that, on that <laughs> is a card that says, we will deliver marijuana to your room in 20 minutes, guaranteed. I was like, wow, this is where we are moving to. Because there's, there's legalized recreational marijuana out mm-hmm. in California. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. To all my weed smokers out there right now listening to the show, big shout, puff, puff, pass. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yes, yes, sir. <laughs> Back to topic. All right, Will. All right. Lori, um, good thing, bad thing. Uh, but she's getting the pushback right now. Yeah, I understand because I was listening earlier and they were talking about the contracts and and they wanted everything in writing. And I can understand them feeling that way. Like they say, it, it's happened before where they pulled back on things. I don't think you can, you can get, you can eat but, your cake, get your cake and eat it too. Right. Uh, and, and you know what? You know, I kind of do agree with that. I, I think, uh, like I said, they're being very cordial to each other. And both of them are new. Um, from what I understand, the gentleman took Karen's place, right? Yeah, yeah. And then Laura's He's been there for here, a while. So, yeah, so let's uh, let's work this out. Remember, it's about the kids. <laughs> you know, well, it, anyway, it's supposed to be. It's about the kids. But listen, so ladies, let me ask you, and I'm not sure. I'm, I'm a product of the, the Chicago public school system. Literally, I as well. I as well. Yeah, I graduated from a Near North Magnet on a city. I was born and raised on the west side of Chicago. I'm very proud of that. West side to the world blow up to Jesus Christ cuts the lights off on this planet. <laughs> Southside. I'm sorry. I'm a Westside, man. Western House. Western House High School. I didn't know. What about you, Nettie? Are you from Chicago? Far, far, far Southside. You went to home with AKA the South Suburbs. Right, (laughs) right, exactly. So that means the South Suburbs. Where did you I went to Thornwood. Oh, you went to Thornwood. Well, that was was the city Southside. You know what I mean? Mm. Thornwood really was city Southside. Okay. Not really. It got there. Actually, it is now. Yeah. More so now. But Speaking of which, we're going to talk about it a little bit later on. Mm-hmm. I had brought it up to Reese. Um, the shooting that took place out in Calumet City today. Mm-hmm. And now you got Calumet City versus Dalton. They're on, literally, they're on Fox. They were on uh, NBC. I'm like, good gracious. So you got Calumet City a shooting out at the uh, River City Mall. I think that's what it's, what it's mm-hmm. called. Uh, so it's, it's a lot going Revolts. on out there. Revokes, Revokes mm-hmm. Mall. We're going to talk about that. Okay. If I can ever get back to this Lori Life thing. Right? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's Friday. we like, damn, to I, hell with these yeah. politics. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, we want to talk politics. Yeah. I like Lori. I like uh, the fact that she is, uh, she seems like she is willing to work with them. I don't think, and, and I admire the CTU, it's, it's more, uh, uh, it's about the kids more than the money. Because I think that's what a lot of people think when it comes to teachers. You know, teachers, you know, they want all, they get paid all this money. They keep wanting money. There's no results. But I, I really admire that, you know, they're comp- uh, complaining about the class size and, and you know, materials. When you got 40 like kids with care. one yeah, teacher, and not it's just your average 40 kids, we talking about badass kids. Yeah. Right. I'm talking about kids who don't need to be in that classroom. They right. failed a couple of times. 
and now yeah. they freshmen at 18. Right. Like, no, you grown, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to treat you like you're grown because you talk to me like you're grown. Mm-hmm. Those teachers, they deserve a smaller class size. Mm-hmm. I absolutely agree with that. The other part of I, I absolutely agree. Uh, well, they can't have their cake and eat it, too. If You know, and I heard Lori earlier today. Uh, men lie. Women lie. Contracts don't. Mm-hmm. I heard Lori say, listen, we've, we've gone and we've asked people to help us with this. And some of the per- persons that she's asked, you know, have been like, we'll get back to you. That's unfair. One, she's walked into this whole debacle. Two, she's doing everything that she possibly can. I really, truly feel that way. She is the polar opposite of Rahm Emanuel. I even heard her talk about 400000 extra dollars that she's found somewhere to help resolve this issue because, because it's a powder keg right now that's ready to explode. Just the other day, you have... Um, the, the the what is it the the schools that are not CPS what are they called the charter the, the charter, charter schools, schools. there mm-hmm. you know there are a couple of charter schools on the north side that are already on strike mm-hmm. what does that lead to especially in the fall let me tell you what it leads to it mean it leads to it getting dark early it leads to kids not being in certain places throughout the entire day who really can afford that especially if you're a working mom or you have multiple kids Absolutely. and real talk without even saying it some of us depend on them going to school to get that meal and for the week for us to know where they are, at yeah. least for that period of time. Then I can get my sister to go grab them and all the kids and everybody. But you, you see what I'm saying? It mm-hmm. really turns into this, uh, it, you know, this doomsday scenario should it actually occur. Politics on the backs of regular, normal people. Like, can you can you imagine what the moms are thinking right now? They got the kids out here now crying. I don't want it to be no. I don't want it to be a strike. Like, quit playing. And now, and I I love the teachers. Don't get me wrong. Teachers don't don't hate me for saying this, mm-hmm. but quit playing. Hell, if the woman is tell- and she's showing you, I'm serious. Let's get this done. Mm-hmm. Why are you playing? Will mm-hmm. help me with this. Well, I mean, like I said, I mean, like contracts. Don't lie. Once it's down on paper, it's on paper, you know. And uh, like I said, I think Lori's being, I think she's being generous. And and I do admire that the school teachers want, they care more about the, the kids than the pay, you know. Uh, I was thinking some things uh, earlier about maybe they should reconsider as it relates to class size. Maybe it's time to open up one of those closed schools, you know, in the vicinity, you know, if that's something you And then you're going to have to dollars. hire more teachers, Okay, and but when you hire more to teachers, pay them more already, so maybe you can do something. Maybe you can work something out in there. You know, you you have all these schools that are closed. You know, surely there's a school that hasn't been completely dilapidated over the years. Since but the does that years. not add more money to the budget though? So now I got. But open you're willing up a- to give all the teachers a, a raise though. Mm-hmm. You give them twenty eight percent raise. Sure. You and know they what? Saying they don't really want that. What they're saying is they want. You know, they want smaller, smaller class sizes, and they want so, you know. But I'm back to you can't have your cake and eat it, too. You either want, if you want smaller class sizes, you can't get this big check and want smaller class sizes. If, the, if, if, if we need to open up another school, it's going to cost. The average operating budget for a school, I don't know the, 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 you know, I don't know the number to it. But the argument, I mean, it really is like you can't get everything. If, if we're bargaining, we're bargaining. And up to your point, she is. She is being very, very, uh, I, I think she's she's being 
Sybil and her approach to this. Well, let me. Uh, All right. So before we, we, we go, I got to take a break. Uh, and then we'll when we come back. Okay. Matter of fact, say what you're going to say before. I, go I was going to say, who did the CTU endorse for the mayor of Kansas? We know it was Madam President Tony Preckwinkle. That's what they ended commercial. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jared, we're back in a moment. <laughs> Getting you from your work week to your weekend. It's Kendall Moore Radio for the Next Generation. WBON.com, the WBON Family Care Expo. It happens October 26th. Of course, we're at the Croc Center, 1250 West 119th and Troop. Visit us at WBON.com for more details. The AIDS Healthcare Foundation will certainly be in the building as well. Meantime, Reese Francois Le Bleu. She's in the building, of course. Yes. Also, my girl Netta, Netta Dub is in the building. Hey, hey. my name's so boring. So boring. Uh-uh. No, you know, we just called you Netta Dub. Yeah. We just gave you a nickname, Netta. <laughs> no, he, uh. <laughs> but it was two no's at the same. No. <laughs> oh, I said Netta Dub. You oh. gave her the tongue roll and the accent, <laughs> and I'm just Netta Dub. Oh, see now, yeah. So we ain't okay. even start this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you got to do better. Okay, Kendall. I got to yeah. do better. Okay, we got to figure it out. You upgrade, brother. <laughs> Everybody got to upgrade. <laughs> and then, and then, and then, this is what I give Will and Will. Right, and Will, and then Will, right. and this guy, right, and, and this, this guy. guy. I'm, I'm the guy in the cut. I'm the guy in the cut. Right, right. You know right. What I'm saying? Hey. I got you. <laughs> All right, so, so you know, during the break, we start talking about the orange one. Um, and, you know, I don't know how much time we're going to spend on it, but now that you brought up a very good – you brought up a, an issue that a lot of people probably are thinking about, and that mm-hmm. is uh, the orange one being mm-hmm. Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Uh, will he be reelected based off of um, all the Democrats? Well, one, Joe Biden, uh, Uncle Joe, <laughs> being uh, too old. Bernie Sanders. Bernie, yeah, especially Bernie. Both especially of them. Bernie. Especially yeah. Bernie? Yeah. Especially Bernie. He just got out the hospital for Bernie, a heart attack. Yeah, Bernie, Bernie got one foot on a banana peel and the other in the grave. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like there's a lack of strategy. Yeah, absolutely. If, if the goal is to not let him get back in office, there's no strategy there. I agree with you wholeheartedly. And I know we're joking about it, but, like, I really seriously agree mm-hmm. With the two of you wholeheartedly, mm-hmm. when you when you know when people are listening to VON, you get all these. Uh, I like the, you know they're they're pontification pimps. They mm-hmm. like to call or like to be on the air and sound so smart and tell you about the history of Selma and tell you that Sojourner Truth and all. They like to do all of that and make a big ruckus. About nothing. Right. Because all of them who I'm talking about who call and sit in these chairs and have those conversations, they ain't telling y'all the truth. 
the Democrats are doing absolutely nothing to get another person, and my, this is my humble opinion, mm-hmm. into that White House. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. going to tell you to go vote. They're going to tell you that your, your, your voting rights are being um, violated. They want to make sure that everybody everybody votes. But we re- they really are not putting forth anyone that's viable. Me, personally, um, I like Elizabeth Warren. And I'm just going to say it mm-hmm. out loud, and I support her wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. She, I, I liked her. I actually liked her four years ago, but, you know, everybody was with Hillary, and, and I was with Hillary. Well, I we all build money, you know what I mean? It. So that was the favorite. See, That's I didn't know politics. that, though, until that, that we was read Donna Brazile's, uh, her, her, her article she put in New Yorker or something yeah, came out. Yeah. And then you realize, you're like, man, but I liked Hillary, but I thought Elizabeth Warren would have been better. But I don't even know if she can, honestly, I don't even know if she can beat him. Yeah. If she could beat Donald I Trump? I don't think. My mm-hmm. personal opinion, I don't think Bernie could beat him if he was a younger man. Maybe he could, but the heart attack thing is messing him up. Biden, he's, his heart is not in it, and you can look at it. Yeah. The man lost his son. He's like, look, I just did eight years as a vice president. I like Joe. I like Joe, but I don't think he has the vigor to do this. Uh, K- 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 Kamala. I love my sister. And she sound like uh, when you wake it when you uh, when you watching TV at three in the morning, and then Sally, uh, what's her name, come on, talking about save the children. Oh man, <laughs> right. And I just in the children. You know, you you know do Kamala. Kamala's like, issue. Oh my god. Kamala's Kamala's issue. Uh, the white girls ain't gonna vote for her because she's a sister. I'm just gonna tell you that out front. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't Real think talk. so? I know so. Mm-hmm. I mean, certain pocketed ones. Oh, because well, Elizabeth it, Warren though. Right. Yeah. But the sisters will. And so I have friends who are supporting Elizabeth Sisters Warren. will vote for Elizabeth Warren. I'm a black man. I will vote for Elizabeth Warren. What I'm telling you is, Kamala, there's only a certain pocketed number of Absolutely. white yeah. women who will vote for that sister. I'll be, I'm telling you, this is not something that I'm just making up. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm just being honest with you guys. Mm-hmm. They do not want to see a sister in there before they see one of their own in there when it comes to women. That's just my humble opinion, and y'all can call me if y'all want to. I agree. I, mean, I, I would I, agree I, with that. I, I can see that. I can understand that, but, I mean, she doesn't have the experience of Elizabeth Warren. Yeah, and they're going to need – they, and, and, and she will need their at. vote in order for her to get in. That's who right. got, you know, helped get Trump uh, in the yeah, office. When you right. look at the exit polls, she they were the ones – because their husbands and everybody, you know, convinced them to do it. I don't know if you guys saw that uh, that Spike Lee movie, uh, and I just want to just use a piece from that with, with the wife – with, with the Ku Klux Klan member, and you know she he was uh, giving her pies and giving her stations in life, and was about to have her go blow up the the house. Oh, you're talking about uh, yeah yeah Klansman. Klansman. Yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I was using that analogy to te- tell you how much um, influence white men have have over their counterparts. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, but they did the same thing with Obama, too. And, and I remember campaigning for President Obama, and it was a lot of white women. Uh, their husbands would be on the other side of the phone when I would call. Yeah. And I mean campaigning in Iowa and, and, and uh, Ohio, and they wouldn't want to answer. So, you know, I can well, understand but that. But there was also a lot of white I, women who wanted to be with President Obama. So they... You said that. That's true. You go on there tonight. And his mama was white. I, I so mean, let's I not would, forget that. Yeah, so so, so, so he was there. doors when I was ca- campaigning around the country. And yeah, the husband <laughs> come to the door. And like, no, but the, the wife was like, okay, she's real calm. And I could tell she Like, I got him. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Speaking of which, you know, completely different. And I'm not admitting to anything. 
<laughs> but th- this trend of white men letting their wives sleep with black men on porn sites. Have, have any of you seen that? What? What? No, man, no. All right, okay. We, we can, we, <laughs> this conversation can no, 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 I wouldn't either, but no, it's yeah, a, it's a real thing, and like I said, I you know I, I'm not admitting anything. I mean, well, no, 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 no. they've always wanted our black men. I mean, that's that's not you know it's that's not, not unreasonable okay, to think gotcha. that mm-hmm. you know black men have always been a, a commodity. That's why they've tried so hard, you know, to emasculate the the black man and to feminize him and all these other things. But to be truth be told. I mean, there's power in our melanins, power in who we are. So I'm not surprised. Uh, I mean, a whole young man, uh, young Emmett Till got, you know, murdered, brutally murdered on the word of a white woman saying that he was wanting her when it probably was the other way around. Mm, say that. <laughs> where it probably, where it probably was really, you know. Um, so, yeah. You, you, no problem. <laughs> no problem. I needed to say that for him. You I think know, that's why movies like Get Out. Went over mm-hmm. so well because yes. there's so many truths in there. Absolutely, how they really idolize absolutely and put us on the pedestal, but at the same time, will try to make us feel like we aren't worth anything. Mm-hmm. You know what? All right. So the the verdict came out with the with the white girl shooting the brother out in Texas. <sighs> Since we're talking, right? Yeah. <laughs> ah, right. Yes. So, and I know we've been talking about it here at WVON forever, but I haven't had an opportunity to talk about that. So since we're talking about it, let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. She was dealing with dude, too. Mm-hmm. She, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, you I know, agree. That did not come out. It, it wasn't talked about as much as it should have been talked about. That police officer was involved with that with that dude. Mm-hmm. And he was tired of it. Like, you know what? I ain't, I ain't, I ain't feeling you. And this is just my, my summary of it. Mm-hmm. She was like, I got you. But she had the right, because she was white, to go in there, kick down the door. I don't care what you're talking about. She said the door was open. First of all. <laughs> That's what she said. But then here's the other part. She didn't even live on the floor. Right. Why are we not right. even talking about that? How right. is that your apartment? Absolutely. You don't even live on that floor. But the right. point that I was bringing up is, he. I don't think he wanted to deal with her anymore. Which is why the brother went over there and gave her a hug. Because the brother knew right. who she was. was. Like, like they knew. They right. all knew Good each stuff, other. Kendall. Right. I agree. Good. Right. Yes. I agree. Okay. It makes sense. The, You're making sense the, now. No, no. The brother knew who she was. Because the brother had been over like there when with I saw him. When <laughs> huh? I saw him do that, that's what I thought. Like, he knows her. He knew right. her. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. like That makes sense. Like And they had hung out. And he was like, man, I really feel bad. This went down. I think it was easier for him to forgive her because he knew her. I, I really do. Oh, Mike, uh, uh, Will, you got to get into it. I'm sorry. I thought it was easier for for him to forgive her because he did know her. But also something else that I thought about earlier this week. You know, his family, I didn't know his family. They were immigrants as well. None of them were born here. Yeah, were they like Jamaican or something like that? Or they they were from, uh, they uh, were Caribbean. They're from Haiti. Haitian. Haitian. And their church is like that, too. I was just doing some research. You know, it's it's an immigrant type church. And I was just thinking, you know, with a, with immigrants being under fire the way they are 
in today, mm-hmm. maybe that might have been one of the reasons, too, that they just said, hey, I'm going to forgive you, and they don't want to rock the boat because I don't want you to deport my father and my mm-hmm. mother. Oh, my God. You so know, so, so, so it's a, it's a, it was a political thing. In your- I, I, who knows Who knows what phone calls they gather right. who said something to yeah. them. I you, did do you know, like that. Y'all heard that. Oh, go ahead. Like he was trying to save face. Yeah. It, it felt like that when he was talking about being her friend or yeah. what. Like, he was trying to be nice about it. I don't think that's his true feelings about the situation. And you heard the judge said that she, the, I mean, no, they said that the security guard, when she was, was checking for contraband. Yeah, the bailiff. No, no, no. The ba- then, yeah, the bailiff. Yeah, yeah, when she was like, you know, like, combing through her hair. Yeah, what they I, said it was. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah it, that was wow. Yeah. You know what? When we return, let's finish this conversation. Because I promise you, I didn't even know we was going to talk about it tonight. But I got a few (laughs) things to say about it because I just realized I wasn't on the air and gave my opinion to the people who listen to my show. I'm going to let y'all know how I really feel about this BS that took place. All right, Uh this is Kendall Moore Show. Everybody's here. Let's go. It's WVON's original Friday night show, Kendall Moore. He'll be back in a moment. Folks, I want to make sure that you guys are in tune. WVON, we are doing the uh, Family Care Expo. And we also know. Everybody good? All right. Okay. At WVON, we know that there are matters that are personal. That's why during WVON's Family Care Expo, Omega, Omega Tax Services will be on hand for free 15-minute consultations to help you with your accounting and IRS issues. Omega Tax Services, they'll be there from 10 until 2 at the Croc Center. Again, 1250 West 119th Street, uh, 119th Street at 119th and True. So make sure you come out, and this is your chance to meet privately with a tax expert. This is being brought to you by our friends at Omega Tax services visit wvon.com for more details i want to see everybody out there it's going to be very exciting times and uh, me and my team we're kind of talking about it right now i think the AIDS healthcare foundation not i think they're going to be a part of it and uh, we got a a great uh, women's pavilion that we're going to be putting together i'm talking to some dynamic women right now who i'm hoping will be participating (laughs) yeah in the the, the family care expo so we'll Stay tuned, uh, but a lot in store. Make sure that you uh, make sure you get out and uh, participate. All right, so back to this topic uh, because people are still talking about it, and if they're not, I'm talking about it. Let me break it down to you once again. If you're just now joining me, what happened out in Texas was a murder of rejection and passion. That's exactly what took place. Those two were involved with one another, and I'm going to walk you through the scenario. Whatever had happened, whatever happened, and people, y'all know what happens. Mm-hmm. You dig and do, do dig and you, y'all jump, y'all jump, it, it's jump off, boom. Especially there's something very, very sexy about making out 
with a cop. <laughs> okay. That's why on Halloween, which is right around the corner, <laughs> All right now. a lot of husbands are going to ask their wives <laughs> to dress up in police outfits okay. and handcuffs <laughs> and all of that other stuff. All right, I ain't getting all right. these people business, right? right? Okay. But it's also some sexy about that. Just think about that. Take some notes. Exactly, exactly. I'm like, that's good to know. But, but here's the thing. But rejection is hard for some people, man. To be rejected, you've given your all to this person, you think that he's this, or the vice versa is, you think that you're all that, only to find out, well, I got a couple other people too. Or, you know what, I really, I don't think I need to deal with you for whatever personal background or reason, I'm just not dealing with you anymore. A person in power will absolutely lose their mind. The same way Donald Trump does day in and day out. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's a narcissist, but... You know, hell, you see what he's doing over in Syria. You, 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 you know, and poor Rudy Giuliani and what's going on with that. Anyway, I'm, I'm trying not to get on politics. But the point that I am making, a person in power will absolutely lose it. Think about, and this month is National Domestic Violence Month. Mm -hmm. Ladies out there, anybody who knows when people cannot control you, man, yes. things yeah. go bananas. Yeah. And she went Absolutely, as Jay-Z and Beyonce's song goes, ape, you know what. Mm -hmm. And that's what happened. Mm -hmm. She lived on the first floor. That's number one. Number two, she had a key to the crib. Don't, don't, the door was not unlocked. He's a black guy. I don't know any black guy in America. <laughs> I don't care. In Texas you could special. live exactly. in the Hamptons. Right. Yes. My door is still going to be locked. Do right. you understand me? Yep. Right. No one is leaving, uh, leaving their door open. Nope. And then you go in and you just shoot him up. And you didn't shoot him once. You shot him multiple times. You did not administer any type of CPR or anything of that nature. You didn't, there was no help. You text someone else during the course of him laying there. I don't even know what the text message said, but I would imagine, you know, it was something very vile, like, yep, I got his ass. <laughs> Because she texted her ex-boyfriend. Like, it was, it's so much. I'm telling you, this was a murder. It was a crime of passion. Mm -hmm. And then the brother knew her mm -hmm. because afterwards, the brother was like, well, I forgive her. Oh, man. Just like all black people, we are the most forgiven people in the world. And I got a problem with that. Mm -hmm. I heard Perry Small earlier in the week on her show and Perry was asking, like, Annette Flournoy, like, you know, and Annette gave her dissertation on why she would forgive people. Like, you can't harbor anger when, if you want to get past it. I'm, I'm on Perry's small side with that. I'm on my own side with that. No, I am not forgiven. If you violate me purposely to hurt me or my people, I have a problem and an issue with that. Right. I don't understand why black people don't get that. Mm -hmm. I, the, the, the turn of the cheek thing. That's in the Bible. Who, who, man? <laughs> I don't get it, Netta. Yeah, I don't get it. So I, I've been running my mouth, but I'm just telling y'all, I'm passionate about it because I agree with you. We as black people, we are so forgiving. We we like gave we don't we 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 forgave uh the pastor who rocked with Rounder. I ain't gonna never forget what Rounder uh, and and his people Meeks. did to me. Meeks. Nah, no, no, Meeks. Meeks Brooks. 
think you're talking about it Brooks. was Meeks too and Brooks yeah. yeah it was Meeks too and and Meeks has been forgiven. Well, Brooks is still Corey Brooks is still visible in the community he it's, is. it's Meeks who I haven't really heard yeah he from. fell yeah. off the map he did yeah. but the whole thing is the forgiveness thing like we always want to forgive Laquan McDonald you know mm-hmm. Ferguson just came out with his report mm-hmm. you know and 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 Lord my God everybody listed in that report should be doing some serious time yep. right yeah yep but we have compartmentalized it to the point where, okay, well, they're only going to get this much time, and maybe they did it because of this. The same way we're talking about what we're talking about. We are too, we're so swift to forgive, and that's because so, so many of us believe, and if you forgive them and they can do anything they want to do to you in this world, you're going to live in paradise somewhere. If that's the truth, then why are the people who are doing it why are they doing it? Yeah. Does that make sense to y'all? I think there's a difference between forgiveness and acceptance. Like, I can forgive you and emotionally release myself from it and still remember what you did, and you're not my friend. I still remember what happened, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to harbor the emotion attached to it because when you're over-emotional, you can't act intelligently. Say you really are bothered by what happened. How can you effectively get your revenge or plan how to move forward if you're emotional? Mm. So, yeah, I can forgive you to release myself. That doesn't mean I'm okay with what you did. And I'm not about to hug you in court when you just killed my brother. Oh, my God. Absolutely. And the judge giving out Bibles and stuff. You know, that's The judge hugging her. It it was a lot. There was a lot going on. Like, what does that say? Yeah. And then did you also, like, a few days later, a judge in Florida sent, like, a young boy Mm -hmm. to 10 days of jail because he He overslept. And 30 days community Right. Because he overslept. Because he overslept. I saw that. And Miss Jury do. So it's like, where was his hug at? Exactly. Who came and forgave him? For and, over- and the young man takes care of his grandmother. He works right. his grandfather. Right. His right. grandfather. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. talking about this crime of passion, it gets even deeper when you consider that the key witness was killed after that. Absolutely. Shot point blank in the mouth. Yes. Was that not a, a message oh, that they absolutely. sent? Oh, absolutely. A big message. Yeah. So you're trying to snitch. tell me that this yep. was an accident. Yeah. Right. No, they said it was a drug deal gone bad, of course. No, I mean the killing itself. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, killing, no, it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Killing Baltimore was I not an accident. It's not. It Instagram, wasn't. Um, a week ago. Okay. I sent something to your Instagram a week ago where the young man was testifying and he was saying how they were arguing for a moment before the shot. Yes. And I think if you check it, you'll see it. No, I did. I did oh, see yeah. that. Oh, yeah. And you yeah. see how he was testifying. He was standing up and he's saying, no, they were arguing. They they weren't. They they were saying something else, but you never knew exactly what else were they saying because, right. you know, I look at it like this, too. If I walk into your house and it looks like mine, I mean, I'm, it's it's not furnished the same. Right. I'm pretty sure it's exactly. not <laughs> Exactly. I'm pretty sure I'm exactly. going to look at first and say, man, you in my apartment. I'm not just going to shoot you. I'm going to say, oh, hey, wait. My fault. <laughs> my fault, dog. All right, folks, we're back, back in a moment. Back. We got to take a break. It's the Kendra Moore Show. <laughs> You're listening to Kendall Moore Radio for the next generation on the Talk of Chicago, 1690 AM, WVON. Back this in our ways. 
great. We all play a part. We all got something to say. Same song, same one, different day. We always triumph in the world full of hate. Bygones be bygones, can't focus yesterday. Had more to today, had more to today. Same song, same one, different day. We always triumph in the world full of hate. Bygones be bygones, can't focus yesterday. Had more to today, had more to today. Time to add more to our day. Kept the war, I ain't cap, we fight back, it's in our way. I always appreciate that. My favorite part of the show. I want to thank, of course, Miss Risi Lafontois. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm doing that purposely because Netta. Yes. Netta Dub said, it's Netta Dub. She don't like no Netta okay, Dub. Okay, so, so we got to find her new name. I think you need to figure out a way to roll Netta. Like, you got re- Francois. <laughs> you got to do something. Because that has nothing to do with... Add an R in there. I don't care. Right. So, so. See, there we go. So, so, Francois, and then Sandria. Yes. So you can roll that R, Sandria. I'm gonna figure that out. Okay. All right. Everybody wants all of these special introductions. Not me. We're so worth it, though. It's okay. You you know what? I did not say at any point or moment in this conversation that you were not. In fact, now you're gonna have me uh, Google and figure it out. (laughs) We're gonna make it work. We're gonna make it make it make sense. But you know, I'm just joking. And then uh, no, no, no. We're good. Okay. And then at the end of the day, it's dude and them. Dude, All right, Will, thank you so very much for being here. Listen, the entire team is here, folks. Certainly appreciate you guys. Of course, we're streaming live at www.von.com. Here at WVON, we know there are matters that are personal. That's why during WVON's Family Care Expo, Omega Tax Services will be on hand for free 15-minute consultations to help you with your accounting and IRS issues. They'll be there from 10 to 2 p.m. at the Croc Center, 1250 West 119th Street at 119th and Troop. Here's your chance to meet privately with the tax expert, and this is brought to you by our friends at Omega Tax Services. Make sure you're out there. The WVON Family Care Expo, it is going on, going down. We want to see you guys in the building. Man, all right, the the Lit Roundtable. Listen, so the conversation, it continues. We were talking about uh, passion. Mm. I was about to say passion fruit, but (laughs) (laughs) But it's not passion fruit. It was, you know, the murder that took place out in Texas. It was a crime of passion. You know, you watch the first 48, you see all of these things that are going on, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and and that's exactly 
what what took place. The other part of it is black people being so forgiven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I got to, you know, me personally, I have a problem with that. I don't care what's going on. Like, real talk, when you even, <clears throat> when you're in a growth, like, when you're in a, when you're in a store, you are saying thank you to the person who's supposed to be helping you more than they are saying thank you to you. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you thanking them for allowing you to shop. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever caught yourself in that mm-hmm. instant. Absolutely. But I really catch myself sometimes now that, like, you know what, well, let me stop being overly nice because I'm spending my money, you know, in this place. Right, right. Yeah. Or, you know, black men, and black men do this all the time. Mm-hmm. They standing in line, and they put their hands behind their back. Mm-hmm. Like the this. Non-threatening. The non-threatening. The non, yeah. Or I've you, never you, done that. I've never done it. There are some who do. do. Yeah, I don't do it either. I I purposely, like, but but I notice it because of the field that I work in and the young men that I work work with. Oh, wait a minute. I have seen it, though, yeah. But I never Mm -hmm. thought anything about it. Or even when they're sitting there talking to you. Yeah. You know, even when they're sitting there talking to you. So anyway, But we have just been this apologetic, and I think it happens with us as women a lot. So, like, if I'm in line next to you and, you know, you bump into me, I'm like, oh, excuse me. I didn't bump right. you, but we're right. so quick right. to apologize. Like, it's just something we're we're conditioned to be apologetic. Yeah. Are we conditioned to be apologetic or are we just really kind and cordial to each other? No. And no. I, no, well, mm. you know what? Right. <laughs> I think as of lately, in these conditions in this city, yes, but, you know, when you go down south, that's uh, being cordial to each other is calm. It's like when you well, go down south, part, everybody's yes. nice. And, and we carry this with us. I mean, the conditions in the city are different, though. Now, black people on the south and the west side, we kind of are cautious <laughs> to each other because of these communities, so many things going on. But I, I think that's just part of our good nature. Um, yeah, I, I, I think yeah, some I mean, of it we is. are too forgiven. I, I yeah. do agree with you, but I think generally that's that's us. You know, and, and, you know, when you're a person, you don't let little things like you don't let things bother you. I think some of it, it's a little bit of both. I think we are naturally good people. But at the same time, we have been conditioned. I mean, think about back in the day when you had to lower your eyes Mm -hmm. when you walked past Mm -hmm. a white person. So when when you're talking to somebody, when you're talking to a particular person or 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 even as or you move aside on the street, you know, so even if it's not communication it's body language absolutely. if you see a white man coming you step aside absolutely you know what i'm saying right. you see a white woman coming you step aside you lower mm-hmm. your eyes steps yes sir boss yes sir mm-hmm. yes sir boss i'm sorry boss let me get do that boss. and they've been conditioned and they've not moved exactly we do yeah. we you do know what? that's a good point we do and we you move know what? to the side I'm I'm not I, I, and I, I have had to teach myself not to move to the side there's a whole challenge going on now yes don't move you know white people are I think yes. our sisters did we that. Oh, I know men do, men do it just because we're we're men. We're supposed Work. to do that. Yeah. I don't do it based off of races, racism or classism. Literally, we're I don't. conditioned to automatically step to the side. I did not know that the yep. sisters did that. Yep. It's a conscious effort to not do, do that. It. Yeah. it is. And so now I will like, look you in I'm your eyes and I will not move. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm yeah. Bogart. I'm tall, so I'm going to use <laughs> my tall run into each other. We're usually the ones who step out the way. Exactly. All the time. Yeah, we're the ones who step out the that, way. You yeah. know what? That's Because if you, d- wow. I mean, I've seen it happen. Like, people will almost run into each other because they're not going to step aside. So if you 
step out your role and you decide that you're not going to step aside. I've seen people run into each other. Mm-hmm. Like, Well, you know what bothers me uh, is when uh, you're walking down the street and somebody's in back of you and rather than just say, excuse me, because I don't have eyes in the back of my head, they would rather like cough or something like that. The passive aggressive. I'm staying right yeah. there. I'm going to even go slower. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Use so your words. Sure you you <laughs> talk to me because yeah. uh, I know what I would do. I would say, excuse me, and that's it. But you have some people who feel they don't have to say nothing to you. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to to uh, mm-hmm. to just move out the way. And uh, unfortunately for them, I'm not it's that, that type of guy. White privilege, <laughs> entitlement. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. Kelsey, I don't know if uh, Netflix has this uh, film out. I was out in uh, Houston the other day. I had some time to, like, watch a couple movies. Kelsey, I, I think it's, I don't, I, I forget what her name, but she has a stand-up comedy. She used to, you know, she's a comedian, a uh, white woman, and she has a, a, a Chandler, the white Chelsea, Chelsea Chandler. Chandler, and it's yeah. called uh, like white privilege. And she's doing, she did this documentary on yeah. her being a white girl. Yeah, and how, how was that? She admitted. So let me give you just a brief synopsis. Mm-hmm. She really did. I think she did it from one. She made some money off of it. Two, Absolutely. she really yeah. was trying to get to the bottom of, but but some people and she recorded it. Stopped mm-hmm. her in a track saying the very thing that you're doing. It's showing me that you are white and privileged because mm-hmm. you wouldn't even have access to these areas that you coming in here right. asking these foolish questions. Mm-hmm. Like, absolutely, there's white privilege. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But the movie, I'm telling you if, you, if you haven't seen it, you have to see it because obviously, one, we're discussing it right now. But the prevalence of it, I really did not. I, you know what? As a male I'm not in that space of my sisters. My thing, I'm overbearing when it comes to protecting y'all. I'm going to just be straight up when it comes. I'm just really overprotective of our sisters. So I don't see what y'all, what you ladies see. But when you share with me that you're going through as much as what we're Mm -hmm. going through. Yeah. That is amazing to yeah. me. Yeah. And it's a conditioning. It happens so quickly. I don't know if you all ever saw, and I can't think of the lady's name who has has been a proponent of exposing white privilege. She's an older white lady now. Mm. But she did this one thing on Oprah. Do you remember? Uh And this was like in the 80s. And so she separated the blue-eyed people from the brown-eyed people. Do you remember that? And then like all the yes, and all the blue-eyed people like represented the white, like they, so they like couldn't, they they had to wait Mm -hmm. to go in. So the brown-eyed people got to come in first and sit down and like, and before you know it, do you know in that short amount of time it was brown, like even if they were white and they were brown eyed because they were like yeah because I remember when somebody blue eyed said this and it was like just that wow. quick they had got conditioned to be at odds with each, uh, uh, with each other over something as simple as eye color wow mm-hmm. do you know what I'm saying and like yeah. she yeah. brought that thing all the way I mean so think about it as black people you know, all hundreds of years of being conditioned that way. Yeah. It's in our DNA almost. Why, you know? why, why is it that our young people don't seem to get it? Like they don't want it. You know, one, bio, biologically, they like, I'm an alien. Like I'm not, I'm non-binary. <laughs> don't ask me. Right, it, right. I, you know, some, know. I'm, 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 I'm bi. I'm all the above. I'm all the, you know what I mean? Like I'm just, they. I'm an alien. I'm I ain't, you don't, you don't see nothing. <laughs> you don't see nothing. Gosh. But why don't they still see why they why don't they see it or do they like not choose to accept that i think they see it but they don't know how to deal with it and i think they don't know who they are they don't know their history you don't uh, you you have to know who you are and where you came where you came mm. from and mm-hmm. that's the biggest problem you know uh i remember growing up like when you went to public school i went to public school we learned black history 
you know, I learned about Christmas Attux and all of these other people, Frederick Douglass, and they're going to do that in school today from what I understand, you know, and uh, you'd be surprised, man, you know, yeah. what a difference that would make, yeah. you know, if uh, if you could, uh, if, if kids could learn about who they are. Their you know, uh, I taught a class for the NAACP for a year and a half young young African Americans mm-hmm. in Lawndale and I would show them movies and we would have discussions and you would just be surprised uh, how they didn't know about their history and their contributions and, and mm-hmm. to, to the formation of this country. You know? And it, it fascinated <laughs> them and I had one kid in particular tell me he didn't like oh I showed him a movie back in the Mississippi back in the thirties. And I forget the name of the movie, but he said he didn't like movies like that. Mm. He didn't like the image that they portrayed of black people. I said, son, this is where you're from, you know, here in America. It's, it's, yes. it's yes. what you did. Look at everything we were able to do. But here's, here's the other part of it, too. And let me, I really, I need to get you guys. Uh, I, what I don't, what I don't, what I truly don't appreciate. Uh, uh, okay. Um, well, I got to take a break. When I come back, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer. I'm, I'm, I'm literally, well, I'm, I'm going to ask a question before I go to break. I don't like the other black people who know their history, um, but they don't they don't they think it's a privilege for them to know. And and you're dumb because you don't know. Mm, I hate yeah. those types. Yeah, yeah. That's just me. The elitist black people. And, 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 and some of them just as poor as me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They just happen to read a book. And I'm not I'm not putting no shade on them because they have read a book. But it's a huge disconnect the in the African in, in the, the academians. Yeah, yeah, you know because it, because they yeah. make you yeah. feel a certain type of way because <laughs> right. you don't know as much or mm-hmm. as or you're not as astute. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's this whole thing. Like we got some issues, folks. This is Kim Moore Show. We'll be back in just a moment. Let's do it. He's the new kid on the block. He's got the weekends on lock. Kendall Moore, radio for the next generation. On the Talk of Chicago, 1690 WVON.
24 minutes after the hour. Hey, folks, welcome back to the Kendall Moore Show. Each and every Friday from 6 until 9, www.von.com. Of course, follow me on the Facebook page as well. It's at the Kendall, uh, Kendall Moore Show, as well as on Instagram. The entire team, they are in the building. I am, I, listen, this is without hyperbole. When I saw them today, I was like, man, I am so happy to see them. I've been gone out of Chicago for a few, like about 12 days. Got to make it up to my wife when I get home. And this weekend, all of the yes. devices are being shut down. I don't know anybody, all of that other stuff. But just happy to be back here at WVON. And even more happy because uh, I'm just looking forward to what these people will be bringing to you in the very near future. Like, real, real talk. Man. And I was sharing this with one of my colleagues. I was out. Uh, I, I was in L.A. And I was sharing with him. No, matter of fact, I was in Houston, um, and I was. It, it was like, what you, what are you doing next? And I'm like, man, it's just time to have some new voices and new energy into what I've been doing for damn near 17 years. Mm-hmm. You got to have new perspective. You got, Absolutely. and you got to reach back over the wall, and you have to give back because you know it's just not the. And and that's where our politicians fail. They, they make it to a point where they can receive their pension and they have not raised up the next generation to pass the baton mm-hmm. and give them the opportunity to do even better than what you have done. The other part of it is you've got to give what you've learned to the person who's coming up with you and behind you because yeah. if you don't, you know, you have this big gap and then some other person comes in and, and just messes it all up. So anyway... See what I'm saying? I'm talking a lot because I ain't <laughs> on the radio. Right, right. <laughs> like, I'm uh, to you all right. sentimental and whatnot over here. You are giving back. You know. You are sharing with the with the 10,000 words today. Now he's the one with the extra 10,000 words at the end of the night. You know. Right. What's going on, Welcome back. Right. Welcome back. And listen, Jared, big shout to Jared. He gave me Netta's new name. Okay. Okay. You want to hear? Yes. Netta, you are now Netta Beretta. <laughs> I like it. Netta Beretta. Netta Beretta. Netta Beretta. Netta Beretta. I like it. Netta Beretta. So now you have to roll the R on Beretta, though. Netta Beretta. See, there you go. Okay. <laughs> we like it. We like it. Okay. Yes. That's yes. hilarious. Right. That is. All right, so, so here we go. Let's go. Let's go through trending topics. What happened this week that really... Uh, got your nipples hard. Let's let's start oh. over here. Oh, um, the temperature drop. Let's talk about that. <laughs> yeah. The hot went from seventy to forty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. twenty four hours. Yeah, turn on your heat. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, it's on. coming on. It's on. The heat's coming on. Yeah, yeah. 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 This yeah. really is booed up season. You yeah. got it. I, I, I see the memes on uh, social media. <laughs> I saw one. It just it was so cold. Uh, she was like, girl. You already know he don't love you. He it's just getting cold outside. <laughs> right. Ooh, it's Cuddy dun, Buddy. Dun, dun. Cuddy Buddy season. You got Cuddy, Cuddy Buddy. buddy. Oh. Cuddy Buddy. I mean, I'm hey, I'm on the air, so I'm not gonna, I, I'm, I'm not saying <laughs> that I need like, 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 to Wait, I looked over like Reese. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying what I'm hearing in the streets. That's all I'm right, saying. Right. Oh, in, in the streets. streets. In the streets. They just saying it's Cuddy Buddy season. Or cuddy Buddy. Yeah, you need to cuddy be buddy. warm, you want to be cozy, yeah, cold. you want to yeah, do your cuddle. laundry. Yeah. Me and Reese were talking about oh, how, yes. you know, in in my younger days how you would um date a young man 
if he had a washer and dryer. Oh, that's my right. God. <laughs> what? So you have to, so have to go to the laundry. <laughs> but you go Is over to the house. About? Because, of course, he's like, oh, yeah, you could come over and do laundry, but it's never just laundry. Yeah, you already know you got to pay. You already know where this I mean, is going. Yeah, and yeah. after a certain age, it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm done with that. Yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> more blanket for laundry. No more it, right. for laundry. Oh. <laughs> so, tis the season right, for that for our younger people. I didn't know anything about that. Well, oh. well now, now I tell my, I, I told her no for weed. You know, that's uh, not a new. That's the new thing, right? What, like, what, what are you talking about? For weed? No, no freaking for weed. You know what oh. I'm saying? That's why I tell her now. Cause see, now man, me talking about the laundry. I'm like, you can't hang with the guy, like, cause you know the guys if they if they put right. they gonna, you know, at the end of the night, I put on some expectations. We are uh, down. So I'm gonna need you. I'm just saying, right? So I'm gonna need you. First is forty dollars. Then it's laundry. Now it's nickel bag. I'm like, just saying, it gets the real out here. The weed man that came up. The weed man. Yeah, pivot you for for for. Don't let him have weed in the washer and dryer. Now he's wow. winning. Wow. He's winning for cuffing. Season. I'm just saying. <laughs> Thank you for letting me know. That. <laughs> <laughs> keep, I, uh, a, keep a three five on you, exactly. And keep a three five on you. That's all I'm you saying. Know? Okay, that's you know? something. Oh my god. Oh, you may get a young lady to come on. We gotta do better. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I didn't know about that. Right, right. Yeah, just saying. A, that was great information. Yeah. yeah. Gentlemen, yeah. I hope That's you're what's out there listening. Out here in the street. All right, folks, I got to take another break right now, but we returned. Uh, hell, we talked. <laughs> <laughs> it got lit real quick. It's real quick. Right, all right. right, right. It's Kendall Moore. <laughs> yeah, he said it. It's Kendall Moore, radio for the next generation on the Talk of Chicago, 1690 WVON. <laughs> Just to get me started I told you all that you weren't there And I was broken hearted Hung up the phone, can't be too late The boss is so demanding Open the door, open to my surprise There you were standing Who needs to go to work to hustle for another hour? I'd rather be with you Cause you make my heart scream and holler Love is a gamble and I'm so Welcome back, folks. Triple W V O N dot com. It's the Kendall Moore Show each and every Friday from 6 until 9 p.m. W V O N, we are all family here. That's why our afternoon co host, my girl, Miss AKA herself, Miss Kimberly Agoin, she will be at the Family Care Expo offering free 15 minute one on one legal consultations. It's part of the WVON's Family Care Expo, which is happening Saturday, October 26th at the Croc Center, 1250 West 119th Street at 119th and Troop. If you need legal advice on matters that are personal to you, make sure that you are there. Check in with my girl, Kimberly Agoin. You hear her each and every uh, weekday, Monday through Friday, her and Matt McGill. Now, here's your chance to meet privately with attorney Kimberly Agoin. She'll be there from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. Go to WVON.com for more details. WVON, we are always in the community. 
All right, folks. Um, as we get ready to wrap up this last segment uh, for tonight, what are we talking about? I said, you know, this week, hot topics. We were talking about nipples or something. Wait, <laughs> right, right. No, you mentioned. <laughs> yeah, you, you oh. mentioned. <laughs> okay. Think we you've were, been gone for a right. little long. Right. right. Oh, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've been gone quite a long while, Kendall, because you mentioned that. Yeah, exactly. okay, okay, right, right, right. Then you're ready to get home. To That's my wife, I mean. absolutely. Right. Right. Oh, Ex- here I come. Then we're going to talk about Tyler Perry. Oh, right. Tyler Perry. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Which has nothing to do with nipples. Tyler Perry. Right. I don't because know. Because Tyler Perry has nipples. I, well, I hope so. Medea has. Is yeah. she dead? Is Medea dead? No. No. Medea's nipples are not real, so she, therefore she's dead. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want to see them. Right, um, right. Was it, oh, yes. Oh, it's like, like, boom, 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 uh, boom, 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 boom. That, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. But well, we no, we're, we're, we're proud studio. of Tyler. Okay, yes. there we go. Let's yeah. go. Let's yes. get to the studio. Yes. Net of a Let's do that. Yes. All right. Kick it off. So Tyler Perry, his new studio, what's happening with that? Yes, so of course in Atlanta, and he's been using the studio for a while now, but it officially opened. So of course he had this huge gala, A-list celebrity. I mean, everybody except, I guess, us. We definitely are right. A-list. We're A-list. Right. I, I felt a way when we I saw were, everybody. But everybody else was there. Yeah. Um, and it was just beautiful to see. I mean, it's a historic moment. He has the largest studio, so it's larger than, like, Universal, Warner Brothers. Is it? I think there's Disney. a third. Wow. Disney. Disney. They could fit inside. Right. Yeah. Are you kidding His, me? Yes. 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 And uh, this wow. week, I put on one of my Facebook blogs that uh, hopefully we will see an Oscar-nominated picture come out of there, but actually oh, yeah. there, there, one has well, already wait, came come, out of yeah, there. Okay. Which Black, one? Was Black Panther. Black Panther. Okay, got you. Wow. That was the first thing filmed yeah. nice. at his yeah. studios. Yeah. Really? So, okay, yeah. good, good. Got that on his belt, and then he made friends uh, with Spike Lee. Or they... I love it. Oh, so they made up. They made up. He named the soundstage after after Spike Lee. I love it. He dedicated one of his soundstages to Spike Lee. That's what I'm talking about. That's That's the forgiveness we need. That that, that part. That part. That part, right? Because I felt like it was a one-way beef, I guess. I don't think Tyler had beef with him, but Spike had a lot to say about Tyler's work. Because Spike was, you know, was saying, you know, the, the whole, because when you're in Hollywood, you know, they want every black man to wear a dress, yeah. you know, and then a buffoonery that was associated with Madea and all of that. So, and yeah. it probably was a little bit more, but more, yeah. but they, they, they've moved past that. Yeah. That is excellent news. You know, they're doing movie work here in the city of Chicago, too, right over on the west side, right mm-hmm. off of uh, uh, Ar- Ar- Arlington or Arlington. Home in Arlington. Yeah, home, movie, home studios in, yeah movie studios over there. They're doing yeah. big stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, south side is being shot here in the city of Chicago, too. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ladies Chicago's have had an, op- a a- an yeah. opportunity to watch that uh, sitcom on uh, Comedy Central. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that whole crew, the brothers who produced that. Uh, there's a sister, and, you know, I'm sorry I don't have their names directly in front of me, but if you get the opportunity, check out Southside. Okay. It's filmed here in the city of Chicago. Yeah, it's I an excellent Rolando sitcom. Boyce. Okay. Rolando Boyce, shout out to Rolando Boyce. He's one of the uh, actors uh, in that show, and uh, he came from Jackie Taylor's ensemble. Oh, nice. He's one of the people nice. from Jackie Taylor's ensemble, but he acted all over the city before he went out to California. It was just in a number of, of films, and he's Donnie Boyce's brother. Remember Donnie Boyce who played for Proviso? Yeah, yeah, Donnie, yeah, Donnie, yeah. But yeah, so. Because Donnie played with them, uh, with, with uh, 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 Shant- the Brown them, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. It was like him, it was uh, number four, my West Side boy, 4 4CH. 
played for um, San Antonio. Oh, yeah, uh, Mike Finley. Mike Finley. Yeah, yeah. I, I played ball with Mike Finley. I used to play ball back. <laughs> you trying to get your credit now. You know what? You know what? You know what? Mike Finley showed us how good he was when we played ball with him because he was a skinny kid. Uh, I'm a little bit older than him, of course, but he was a skinny <laughs> kid, and we were banging him up at Hensdale. We playing out in Hensdale South. Him, Donnie Boyce, Sharir Ford, these guys came out here, and we played ball every week. And I'll tell you, we were, he wasn't nothing under that hole, but I tell you, he got that ball 40 feet out. He shooting jumpers, man, and they won. They came back from like 20. I would imagine, Will. And I'm smiling. I'm smiling they, hard at you the way you smiling the hard on me. They, they had a nostalgic <laughs> moment right now. And walked right. out, got pieces of the glass oh, and walked wow. out. We was like, oh, man, those guys really are good. Okay. <laughs> That yeah. was so a trip down memory lane. Yeah, it was. Was yeah. it not? Was yeah. it not? I, I got some memories. <laughs> I know a lot of people, uh, athletes, and like you had Mark Aguirre up in here. Yeah, I know Big Mark. Went to Weston House. I went to DePaul. Okay. You know, okay. Okay. yeah, I remember uh, he you came ain't to school. Uh, no, <laughs> you, but I was you, a fan, you, brother. I was a I fan. I ain't trying to take that away from you. But <laughs> look, you tried to make the connection like right. you was a look, baller. Look, my cousin is I Ty Street, but not this. Look, my <laughs> first cousin is Ty Street. Look, <laughs> okay, let me get my credit. There you go. There you go. You know, you know, but hey. Am I the only one who has no idea who any of these people are? I mean, are? I'm I'm with you. I'm with you, Nada. I'm I'm just listening. I you this is one this is the this is the portion where you nod and smile. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. Just nod and smile. Yeah. That sounds good. Oh my God, okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> So back to the so back to the studio. How back about that? Right, yeah, right, right, right. Back yeah. to Tyler. Finally being welcomed by the black community. By his people. Was he by not welcomed by the peers? Oh, baby. Because uh, Pariah, uh, uh, P. Hinton, she's always showing love. Carrie shows love to him. Oprah shows love to him. But who we, was it, and who I was say, he showing to him? We what, as what? a black community just drags him because of his gospel plays, because that's how he got his start. That's how he built his audience. And, you know... I guess similar to what Spike is saying, the buffoonery. So you have the gospel plays, you have Medea, and like, of course, he's got an audience. People are going to see it, but we just drug, drug him through the mud for years, years and years and years because of that. Yeah, and, it's like, and now wow. he's but now back. we want to celebrate. Yeah, yeah. Now he's made the the largest from what from what you're reporting. Yeah, the largest studio. Yeah, in the, the largest country, and he fully owns the it. industry. And he yes, owns it. he. Yes. there were not investors. No oh you know, venture capitalists. Own. He owns it. So everybody that's been talking smack is like, well, what do you own? Mm. Right. You know, what do you own? And then the fact that yes, he did Medea. Yes, he did all these gospel plays. But look at his. body body of work and look what he was able to build Mm -hmm. out of this body of work look at all the people he's employing and he's not done yet. Yeah. Like, oh, he's no. not even done, done yet. yet. No, no, right. no doubt about it. Right. right. Like, and, say, uh, start with the end in mind. I think Tyler has absolutely. always had an end game. You know, Madea was never about trying to pigeonhole us in in, in a particular character right. or anything. I think he knew that, you know, he found a character that people really loved. Mm-hmm. He was like, okay, 
I may be on to something. Mm-hmm. And he ran with it. Absolutely. And, and he took that and he began to build on it. But I think Tyler has always had, if you've ever listened to him, even in his plays, he's always had a message in his plays. I was just telling him on one of the breaks, I'm like, listen, I can watch the stage play Meet the Browns now. Me and my daughter just watched it a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I was watching like I had. It's I love it. It's fun. I mean, and, and, and even to the whole conversation about him, the Madea character, character. And I know Spike was mad about, you know, the men in dresses, but it, it is not uncommon in Hollywood. He wasn't the first. Martin Lawrence has done it. Uh, Eddie Murphy, you know, he nobody got on Eddie Murphy for Nutty Professor or, you know, some of the ones where, do you know what I'm right, saying? Right, right, nobody right, right. drug. Yeah, I mean, that was funny, too. I love some of my best yeah, lines yeah. come right. from Nutty Professor. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Come on, Cletus. Come on, Cletus. You walk over here, you're limping back. See, I mean, come on. We love that, right? But, so yeah, but but you know, to the uh, to the to just the community of moviegoers, yeah. they looked at it from the dress standpoint. I actually know a few actors who were in Tyler Perry movies, and I know a lot of professional actors who were classically trained. They went to Northwestern and all this, and they did not like his work or his writing. They said it was too overdramatic. Um, it was just. Uh, it was a lot. Of, it was really overdone. Mm-hmm. So they're looking at it from their professional training point of view because he was not professionally trained. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm going to be honest. I love Tyler. I do. You can look at his stuff if, if you and you can see there is a difference in what he does. But you know, I'm not going to take it away from the yeah. brother. We start somewhere. He's learning. I'm as proud he of him. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody has work. their lane. Yeah, yeah. Right. everybody, everybody has their And you fake it till you make it. Sure. I mean, Hello. He's gotten better. He has exactly someplace. You know what I mean. He's comparing himself to himself, right? Like you're progressing at your level. We're not expecting him to be Spielberg or anybody else. Like he's getting better for Tyler Perry. Yeah, and even even Spike. I mean, people Spike weirds out sometimes. We don't get Spike. We like Spike that was over our head. Everybody's floating in the movie. You got this right? right? Like what's going on? You know. So Spike has had his lane as well. You know, not all Spike movies have been like. I mean, but he has some great ones like Malcolm X, Crooklyn. Mm-hmm. Some, you know, those are still Klansman. movies. Klansman, I love Klansman. Man, Klansman. All, all, you know, but once again. Black Klansman, I'm sorry. Yeah, but Spike still had his lane, too. A lot of people felt like his movies could be a little. Chirac. Yeah, so, like Chirac, a little weird. So, or, yeah, Chirac so, was definitely one of the weirdest. Yeah. More yeah. socially uh, right. active movies. Do the Tyler, right thing. There's something. Social, but it's she's got to have it. The great yeah. ones. Yeah. There's something yeah. to be said about. Having your own personal taste and still giving someone their props for Absolutely. what they're able to accomplish. Like, I am not a fan of Tyler Perry's work, but I have mad respect for mm-hmm. him for what he's been able to create. Gotcha. Yeah. So, like you said, black people drug him. Mm-hmm. What are you yeah. building? Right. Are you so concerned about what he's doing and you don't like what he's right. doing? Do what are you different. doing? Have you ever tried <laughs> to write a screenplay? Exactly. You, know, you have, want to talk about his writing. Have you ever sat exactly. down and tried to have write Have you hired a thousand black people right. and given them Absolutely. opportunities and given okay, them Okay, so i got to ask this question. Do we like him better than Jay-Z? <laughs> I think well, it's not better. Apples yeah. to apples. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. yeah. Jay-Z, yeah. Jay-Z kind of, you know, and then people are mad, but he got this big deal. And with, he's well, with the NFL. I like that he stuck with his vision, and he did what a lot of people are not willing to do, which is have an unpopular stance, an unpopular opinion, and still keep your vision in mind. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Like you said, maybe Medea wasn't the end goal. Maybe this studio was the end goal, but he took the avenue that was necessary to get him where he wanted to go. And Netta, to your point, real talk, in today's society, Mm -hmm. people get jealous 
of people who make it and have not had the same struggle that the other person had mm-hmm. to get to where they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't trans, transform, translate that however you want to translate that. Right. Feel me on right. this, though. Yeah. Yeah. The politicians do it right now. They don't want nobody. They they had to, you know, drag 8,000 8, bricks in order to get to the seat. <laughs> and now they got people graduating from DePaul and they get elected yeah. on the first term. Right. Right. They hey, hate man. that. Yeah. Yeah. They hate right. it. Yeah. So just think yeah. about that. All of those guys who put blood, sweat, and tears into their craft, and they still have not made it to this day. Here comes this guy with a natural talent, didn't go through Juilliard, didn't go yeah, through yeah. kissing the ring, of, yeah. and, and still has made it and is now but one of the most struggled. But he was homeless. And he's he yes. in his car. But his he in, works for that. Clawed his way. When you way. down at the bottom, you gonna find your way to the top. Absolutely. Man. When you hit rock Absolutely. bottom, you can't go any place but up. But boy, I'm telling you, he struggled. The hate that goes on between the hate that goes on between us and among us. Yes. I'm telling you, there's Too more much. than one way to skin the cat. It is. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, be humble because on your you gonna see the same person as you go on your way up. Absolutely. When right. you teeter out. All right, folks, I got to take a break. When I come back, I need to wrap it up and talk to all of these lovely people around the table. They got so much going on. It's the Kendall Moore Show. Friday, you know I'm streaming. Getting you from your work week to your weekend. It's Kendall Moore Radio for the next generation. That's grown folks <laughs> right there. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. We got none except I want more peanuts. Hey. <laughs> boy, that boy back there, Jack. What that boy do about that back there? <laughs> right. That boy good. That, that boy, boy good. good. That boy good. That boy good. DJ Flow, baby, man. Her DJ Flow. Right, right. <laughs> oh, man. Welcome back, folks. As we get ready to uh, wrap up uh, this uh, last hour of the Kendall Moore Show. Always, I'm very grateful for those who are listening across the country and across the world. I'm always very grateful for those who uh, check in on the Facebook page and the Instagram page as well. So thank you, guys. I encourage you to continue to listen uh, and check out the show live on Facebook and Instagram. The Facebook page is The Kendall Moore Show. Instagram is The Kendall Moore Show as well. My personal Facebook page 
you know, I don't even know what I'm doing with that, but that's there. <laughs> a lot of the times, folks, I don't respond. I, I post a lot of personal stuff on my personal page. So go to the Kendall Moore Show page uh, because I, I, I really do try to get back to people on that. And also the Instagram pages. It's uh, I am Kendall Moore and the Kendall Moore Show. So uh, please follow me there. Certainly appreciate that. All right, so uh, let me get back to uh, my co-hosts. I, I can officially call them that. They uh, have been doing a fantastic job the last few weeks. We've been introducing them to the WVON listening family. And what better way to do it than to, uh, you know, excuse me, break them in on a Friday night, doing prime time and have folks know. I get these inboxes or I get these texts or emails. Like, Kendall, who was that girl who said such and such and such and such? <laughs> oh, that was Netta Beretta. Yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm going to send you a personal number. Uh, make sure that you uh, call her and take that up Beretta. with her. Oh, take that up with her or, 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 or with Reese. I was she knew what she was talking about. <laughs> you need to shut up and let her talk a little bit more. Oh, okay. oh that's what I, I like you know what? That, that's when you know it's time to like slowly start stepping aside and letting other people, you know, let other people do that. So I, I really do. I am very grateful and I appreciate all of you guys because it's a sacrifice and a lot of people do they, they just don't get it. Uh and like with Perry and Mays and all of those guys, they have well um May, I, you know, he does multiple things, multiple jobs. Matt does as well. Kimberly is an attorney. I work. I'm telling you, uh, this, you know, this is a passion job. It, you know, unless you are Steve Harvey and you're syndicated or Tom, or unless you own your own it. That's right. This is a labor of love, mm-hmm. and you have to take advantage of it and do what you can while you have the pulpit because people listen to you because they feel who you are and they want to be a part of your excellence. Right. Yeah. And this is what I'm, you know, we are offering to them. So thank you guys so tremendously very much. Thank you. Um, The new generation. New Generation Radio with Kendall Moore, WVON, AM 1690. Let's talk about it. Come on. New Generation. Kendall Moore Talk Radio, WVON, AM 1690. Streaming live from the web, WVON.com. Let's talk about it. Let's see.